All right, guys, we're alive, man. Money Mondays, credit scores, we got you. Perfect score on the way. Let's get it. All right, guys, we are back, man. Yo, it's Monday. The weekend was crazy. So much happened. You guys saw the streams, the fights, yada, yada. But we're back in studio, man. So we'll do some announcements here. All right, so Patreon, guys, get the links below. Guys, we just posted as well. The Frank Castle that happened recently, as well as the fight with academics, is there on Patreon for you guys to check it out. Uh, tune into that. Megaphone as well. We're no longer Anchor. How about the Megaphone? And if you're on the go, a trucker as well, we got you a Megaphone all the way. And once again, guys, Discord. Discord is definitely supporting us all the way for games, in live streaming. You guys always support us. Shout out to y'all, man. Discord gang hey, on the way. Let's get it. And then the merch, man. Get the merch as well. The hoodies, bro. These are the best hoodies I've ever ha had in my life. I've had re regular hoodies, uh, uh, luxury hoodies, designer hoodies, and like real tall, man. These hoodies are fire. So check, check them out. And then as well, we have the clips channel. Guys, get the clips because real talk, the podcasts are kind of long, but between. 10 to 15 minutes the best parts are kind of like seg segmented for you to watch so check it out on that channel all right and a vlog channel guys so once again i did a stream talking about the whole tobacco academics and his girl look man at any day guys we wishing the best but i go gotta go so check out the stream man we got blindness coming up this week as well so shout out to y'all okay and then we have uh Myron's channel fed it yeah, guys, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Fed1811, on there. I break down criminal cases for you guys. I just did uh, PNB Rock's murder, broke it down from A to Z, uh, you know, to include the false issues that people were trying to say that he had, who was involved, potentially was involved in getting him killed. We broke down who the murder suspects were. We went through the criminal complaint that was used to, you know, establish a probable cause to go ahead and uh, get the perpetrators involved to include his father. Um, and then also, I'm dropping the 9 11 documentary for you guys finally on this thursday uh we're going to break down how the fbi solved the case step by step it's going to be part of a three it's going to be part one of a three-part series part one is going to be how the fbi you know identified and uh you know dismantled the al-qaeda organization uh part two is going to be the cia hunt for bin laden how they found him and killed him and then of course number three is going to be for all you conspiracy theorists out there where i'm going to break down um one of the documentaries that goes against the nar common narrative with 9 11 uh pearl harbor um so it's going to be a very interesting trilogy guys um we're going to break it down from an objective standpoint and look at all parts of it the official narrative and the conspiracy theory as well and i think you guys will enjoy it man so it'll be out this thursday at 6 p.m the fbi version of uh 9 11 and how they investigated it and identified the perpetrators cool all right and today we're covering credit guys so five Wait, your channel bro oh my channel no i already talked about it okay cool and guys uh i know the quality is bad uh more or less uh of the audio of uh, video audio should be fine but the video is a little blurry so bear with bear with us for now we got tar in the back fixing our new pc so just listen to the audio with the podcast on a megaphone and here and let's get it as chris would say we do it live <laughs> we do it live but i gotta get this quarter l though so yesterday right I turn on my stream to play Call of Duty. And I don't know why. It was either it was Taro or somebody in the chat said, download Black Ops 3. I don't know why I did it, but it was L, bro. Nobody was in, in, in the lobby. I couldn't even play multiplayer. So I don't know what happened there, bro. But L Discord, man. We need uh, Modern Warfare. Yo, Mo, wh why, why is it happening, bro? Like, I want to play games with y'all, but like, you give me the wrong game to play. <laughs> I, I gave, I didn't even suggest that game either. So yeah, somebody uh, Discord, I would have said, I would have said play Destiny with me. Hey, is fresh. Uh, try Overwatch Two. It's out. Is it good? Uh, so far people are playing it. So you played Overwatch, right? Yeah, I played Overwatch. Yeah, the first one though, not and I played on Xbox. So I'm playing uh probably tomorrow. So yeah, let's get it. Would you play Overwatch now? Nah, man, because I already know I'll get uh, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm staying away from video games. Yo, imagine me, Chris, and Myron playing games at the same time. That'd be hilarious. I should be crazy, man. I mean, I'm I made it to to Grandmaster level playing overwatch so like i was very good i played mccree too one of the hardest characters you know what i mean so 
you know, I was flash banging and fucking headshot everybody in this bitch. But, you know, I, I don't play video games because I get very angry. I'm a very bad sport, very sore loser. And uh, I rage. I've broken so many controllers that, uh, yeah, it ain't worth it, man. So, yeah, so fresh. Uh, they said Overwatch is pretty lit. So. It's good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Speaking of levels, guys, in life, we want to level up as well. So, you know, in games, we level up from like one to 100. We get items, all that stuff. But regarding credit, hey, man, you want to have a good lifestyle, have a good life and setup, you need a good credit score. So, guys, today we're going to teach you how to level up with your credit score in real life. But we got some chats here first, and then we'll get into the topics. Cool. Uh, Leon VRP says, when Steve threw money on the table at last after hours, the millionaire woman jumped on it like a hungry dove. That was fast. Bro, I'm yeah. not going to hold you, bro. <laughs> Steve came in. I was like, Steve, what are you doing here? Threw the money. Dude was like, shh. Bro, they're like ninjas, bro. So fast. But, uh, I should have given it back to Steve, but he wouldn't take it. He, so I gave it to Steve. He threw it back on the table. I was like, bro, what do we do here? He came with... Uh, we can say it now. Yeah, he came with 6ix9ine, right? Yeah, show 6ix9ine. Yeah, we don't want to say it on air for obvious yeah. reasons. But yeah, he came with Takashi, guys. Yeah, Takashi is funny, bro. Yeah. I saw him yesterday on the street, and uh, he hit his car or something. <laughs> I don't know why. His McLaren. My Swollen Beat says, I need to release this pressure. Freshy Weshy. What? What? What are you talking about, bro? Uh, Gay? Strange. Right. Marriage Causes Divorce says... I've had I've heard of many divorce attorneys say, look at your girlfriend's credit report before cohabiting or marrying her. That's a good one. These normally show huge red flags. Bro, I don't know about y'all, but a girl with bad credit and bad debt, dude, that's an L because guess what? When shit hits the fan, you gotta pay, bro. So yep. watch out for that. Forever Blazer says, started watching the content over a month ago. I've been so many day after hour episodes. It literally feels like I'm an FNS university attendee. Probably well, at this point, we do so many episodes. Tony Parker says, for Womanizer Wednesday, could y'all do an episode on what precautions to take while womanizing so you won't get uh, me too'd? Tell what you do, Myron. And you could. I, I guess we could do it. I mean, you guys got to remember that, you know, getting me too'd is rare, you know, and infrequent. And most of the guys that have issues with getting girls, like, m most guys are never going to experience that because they can't get a girl in the first place to me too them, in the, you know, in the, in the first place. So, um, but no, we could definitely uh, do an episode on like how to protect yourself from thirsty ass chicks trying to do some shit because me i personally always keep receipts especially nowadays that's how we we're able to expose that dumb bimbo from the h3 situation you know i yeah it was a six hour podcast but i was able to you know systematically debunk all of her stupid ass allegations and it comes from you know keeping records which is wild that you even have to do that in 2022 but that's the world that we're in now you'll call myron the receipt god yeah man, you gotta be able that's why that's why i talk to these bitches reckless because i don't care i have everything documented so I, i'll tell them like get the fuck out of my spot and not care because i have everything all right michael tristine one dollar shout out to you uh one million on the way and then he says when fresh put me off the couch i knew i'd win okay and uh shout out to michael for the 40 uh oh he donated some stuff as well shout, shout out to you brother Mike. for memberships it's over 100 now michael me through oh wow wait $1? for this episode hey, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah over 100 Yo, thanks dude marco, marco. joshua deal says i literally just watched your previous video for best cashback cards and apply for the payback PayPal cashback MasterCard and got approved for 12k today. Shout out to you, bro. Good job. Good. Gotham says, "What's up, FNF? Big fan. 18 chasing a bag because of y'all. But I wanted to know if you believe there's any hope for these diluted bots, bro. Only no. people that want help can be helped, bro. Other people, it's tough luck." Yeah. Black Wolf says, "Glad we got another credit card episode. Need more of these fellas. Also, salute to you guys and a special congratulations to Myron for becoming one of the best in the game. Long live FNF. Roll 10 million." All right, shout out to you. Thanks. Michael says, W. Realstein. All right. Richie so Society says, What do you guys think about passport, man? Honestly, bro, if you got a passport, you can travel. I think it's great. However, don't rely on it because, guys, if you don't have a game over here in the States, when you go over there, they maybe probably will, will finesse you. So be careful. That's all we got to say. Agent Fit says, Hell no, nah, nigga. No one told you to download it. Bro, I promise you, I was even doing it. Tarl, you were there, bro. Somebody told me to download Black Ops 3. I went to the lobby. Nobody even gave me a match, bro. That shit's trash. That's pretty L. I play zombies, but hey, I don't know who was in Discord, but somebody told me that. Fresh lit smacking drinking says, uh, please don't bring Belmar on this podcast. He's cap. Okay. Black Wolf says, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that nigga is, bro. Black Wolf says, also Belmar. for Fedit, can you talk about the crazy Eddie scam? The man lied about a business that spawned multiple stores in the 80s. I think One Love. All right. I'll look it up. Um, I never oh. heard of it. Baby Blair says, it's high noon. Shout out to you. Yeah, Dave said, will they close your credit card if you stop using but keep? Yes, guys. Over a period of time, I, I think it's at least like 
one year, I think. What are you saying? A credit more? card? The credit card, no. But other lines of credit, yes. No, they close cards, too. I mean, I have a card oh. I haven't used in a while. still open. Yeah, they closed mine. It was, it was like two years, though. It depends on what you have. I know if you open like a jewelry account, they'll definitely close that shit if you don't open it keep it open. But I mean, I got a credit card I've had since 2008 and I never use it and it's still open. But it depends bank. on who you open it with. I, think I had a Citibank card that closed. Salvador says, need another another real estate show episode about the loans. All right. Luke Laberta says, 24-year-old with 750 credit score. Good job. How do I hit 850? By the way, you guys changing my life. All right, guys. Today, you're going to find out how to hit 850 score. And I did it as well for you. Jersey Fit says, YouTube shadow ban y'all. Got the notification from Facebook live, but not from YouTube. Yeah, bro. We're shadow banned to hell. Just so you guys know. Yeah. King Lay says, we smoke on a, a new pack. All I got to say is he played himself tonight. Sip my tea. With the subliminals. holes. <laughs> All right. Fresh BBC says, W Fresh are going to the gym. Remember, uh, he says, fellas, don't don't push-ups is basically doing missionary with a baddie. So just think of that and you'll knock out 100 push-ups easy. Okay. Cosmo says, uh, you guys should definitely get Ben Shapiro on the show. He could definitely shed some light on the clown world we live in today. That'll be a fire episode. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we, we might be a little too raw for some of these, you know, conservative YouTubers, man. Yeah, it's tough. Three more. AL says, thoughts on secure cards. We're going to cover that as well. Xbox Gunner says, Play Cold War or wait for the new COD. All right, we'll do probably the, uh, the new COD. Jordan's woman says, I really don't know how to get money without a traditional job. I have strong social skills and a killer work ethic. I want to know how to move smarter. Well, my friend, that's not today's episode. But we'll cover that uh, maybe another time. Cool. So we got some five points here we want to cover regarding credit scores and why you need it. But first off, you need to know why credit is important. So credit, guys, is going to cover basically where you live, where you drive, where you're employed, but also as well, even like utility bills. So in life, guys, like I said earlier, you can play games all day, level up, but in real life to level up, you need a credit score. And unfortunately, you're judged by if you can pay back a loan to get a loan. So basically the, the score goes like the higher score you, you have, in this case, how likely you can pay back a loan. And that's how they judge you. If not, they won't give you a loan at all. So if you play the game or you don't play the game, but in life, you want to get things ahead and not have to pay the full amount, you need a good, a good credit score. So what's your talk about credit, bro? I mean, it's a requirement. If you want to get any type of hard asset or be able to really build wealth, you need to have good credit. And credit is essentially your ability to be trustworthy with money that isn't yours. And if you're able to establish that trust with a bank, right, or some kind of financial institution, it's going to allow you to leverage their money to go ahead and purchase things that will create wealth for you, such as real estate, et cetera. And if you don't, what ends up happening is you have to rely on more volatile um, investments like stocks or crypto, et cetera. I know a lot of guys that invest in crypto and stocks because their credit score sucks and they can't necessarily find another way mm -hmm. to build wealth. So you don't want to be limited by credit. Very good point. All right. And Chris, bring up um article on credit score. So guys, you can look at your score on Credit Karma, on um, Experian, TransUnion, and also as well, um, any other site. However, I would say you want to look at your FICO score. So guys, what is a FICO score? We're going to cover it out here and why you need it. So FICO score is a three-digit number based on information in your credit report. It helps lenders determine how likely you are to repay a loan. This in turn affects how much you can borrow, how many months you have to repay, and how much it will cost the interest rate. So guys, let's give you an example, right? Let's say I'm a worker, I make $15 an hour, and my buddy makes the same amount. However, my credit score is 720, his is 550. We both want a car. We go to a dealership, and at a dealership they say, hey, I'm gonna run your credit, and let's see what you, what you actually can afford or what you can apply for. So what happens is, when I go with a 720, I want the, let's say I want the, um, BMW um, M3, right? Let's say I want that car. Cool. I go to him. He wants my credit. Cool. My score is 720. My interest rate is probably going to be like maybe like 3% to 5%, right? However, my buddy, when he goes to get that same car, guess what? Because of a lower score, he's paying maybe 7 to 10% higher just because like his score is so low. So even from saving standpoint, if you want to save money, guys, a good score will tell you, cool. At this score, you're going to get lower rates, one, and better deals. So off rip guys, just having a good score, you can get an edge against somebody else in life or save money as well. So either way, your scores gonna be very important to your uh, overall growth. Uh, any point in that or? Uh, I mean, yeah, in general, it's gonna come from Equifax, TransUnion and Experian, and that's gonna be um, pretty much, the, those three 
credit reporting bureaus are going to give you spit out a credit score, and that credit score is going to be very important towards you securing good interest rates, being able to get the best terms, and you know, and having good credit up front saves you thousands of dollars down the road, guys. So it's something that you typically want. It's something you want to take very seriously because if you don't do the work now and have a good credit score, you're going to end up paying for it later. I promise you. Perfect. And then last point here regarding that article here, uh, why is important. So FICO scores help millions of people like you gain access to the credit they need to do things like education, buy a first home, cover medical expenses, and so on and so on. Even some insurance and uh, companies will check FICO scores when setting up for terms of service. So guys, even your, your, your uh, bill for like light, water, all that stuff, they'll get your score. So offer guys is needed no matter what. So we have five main points we want to cover here for your score, and I'll, I'll, we'll do from one to five uh, regarding that, okay? So number one is know your score regularly. So for example, mine always, always says on the show, if you want to get to a, a destination, right, you should know where you're going. You shouldn't just guess there or gamble. You need to know, cool, what does the GPS say to get to that point? Same thing with your score. If you don't know what it is, how can you improve it? So let me give you an example. When I first came to America, guess what? I had a zero score. Obviously, I have no score. I have no setup, nothing. So I'm starting from ground zero. However, like I mentioned in previous previous podcast, I got a book called Your Credit Score by Liz Weston. That book covers basically why you need a credit score, why it's important, and how to not mess up your score further or from a zero standpoint. And for most people here in the chat watching the show, you might have bad credit or none at all. But the point is that like you need to know where, where you're going, you know, um, to get to that, that, that destination. So that being said, when you have that, that credit score and you know what it is, then you can improve. So guys, what you're seeing right here is the score I had uh, 2021 20, for uh, my, my credit score for FICO, and it's 850 exactly. So I had the highest score possible at that point in time. But to get this score, you need m multiple types of uh, credit. You also need as well um, to have a good history of paying back uh, each uh, credit line as well. Also as well, you also need to have a history of also as well multiple uh, lines. So all in all, guys, you're going to need history. That's, that's for sure. So paying back on time all the time. So you need different, different types of credit. Like, for example, home loans, credit cards, maybe even car loans as well. And then you're going to need to have the uh, actual fact of like, having a good score. So all, overall, guys, you're going to need these things to have a uh, credit score. But the, the same thing is like, no matter what, you need to know where you're going. So overall, guys, the score is going to be important for your life. But you need to know for exactly where your score is right now. Uh, what's your point on that? Uh, yeah, you need a starting point to discover an endpoint, guys. You know, I always say what gets measured get ma gets managed. So if you don't know where the hell you're starting out, how the hell are you going to be able to establish where you're going? So you, you can't operate blind when you're doing this. So you need a starting point, man. That's really what it comes down to. So you got to know where you stand at the moment so that you can build a road to the destination. Cool. All right. And number two is pay down your debt and on time. So regarding paying down your debt, right? Simply speaking, most of you might not even know what your uh, debt is. You may say, oh, I'm in debt. You don't you don't know exactly what it is. So I recommend if you don't know what it is, there's a free service called creditkarma.com. You can go on that, that, onto that website. It'll show you what you need to pay, what you need to pay all on this uh, page for you, right? So good, bad, ugly, how much, you, how much you owe, all in all. Once you know what you owe and what's, what's your debt, you can actually pay it off. But paying on your debt is going to be an extra step. This means from your job, you need savings and you need money to put towards debt. So I recommend at least put 30% of your income towards debt. If you can, or overtime or actually put in more hours, you can put even more money down. But the point is that like, if you have debt in your arsenal or that's a part of your setup for your financial future, it's bad because now, let's say you want to get a loan, for example, maybe for uh, your first home or for your first, you know, a property for investment. If you have bad debt holding you back, they're going to look at that and say, cool, he wants to borrow this, this, this much money, but he has this much debt. No, the income ratio to the uh, debt ratio is too high. So you need to have uh, debt paid off to get bigger, better loans. And my thing is like, if you don't know what you're, what, what you're paying, you can't really pay it. So first thing you need to do is know your, what your score is and then see the debt below that score. So most of you have maybe have like personal personal loans, maybe credit, credit cards that you didn't pay off, even like medical bills that you didn't pay off either. The point is, these will hold you back from getting real estate, maybe even a, a, a rental property, or for example, even getting a job. So I would say, first off, know what they are. Secondly, once you figure out what they are, pay them off as fast as possible. Now, Dave Ramsey recommends a snowball effect, which means you pay off the, the smallest loan first, right? So let's say, for example, you have ten, uh, three loans, right? One is like maybe 2K, 5K, and 10K. So the 2K one obviously becomes easier to pay off. You pay it off first, and the money you use to pay off that loan, 
you put towards uh, your your, your uh, second loan as well, the 5K. But remember, you're paying the 2K off first. So the 2K that you spent and uh, in, in, in paying out every, every, every single month, you put that amount towards the second, lo- second loan to make it even bigger. So basically, you're snowballing, paying off the loan over time. So what happens is you pay the first loan for 2K, use that money, 5K, and then 10K loan. So basically, I'm saying in a nutshell, you start paying the first loan first, then the second one, and then third one, which means maybe in like a year or two or, or two, two to three years, your debt's paid off, which means now when you go to get a loan, uh, when you look at your credit, you're going to see nothing uh, is, is pending or owed. So cool. okay, cool. With the ratio being set up now, I'm going to give you a loan because there's not much here to even uh, look at. And then there's nothing to like say, cool, that income income ratio is off. Uh, What's your take on that? No, um, I'm just looking at the quality of the show. Uh, Are we we still choppy? Is it bad? Uh, No. Okay. No, no, man. You you, you summed it up perfectly. Cool. We're going to go on to number two? Uh, Number three. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, there was one thing I had here. Sorry, I wrote this down. Um, Paying your debt. Guys, um, paying off your debt on-time payments is the number one factor when it comes to debt. And when it comes to your credit score, um, it accounts for somewhere between 30 to 40 percent of your credit score. If you're not if you're not paying on time, it's going to fuck you up in the long term. So if there's one thing that you can control when it comes to your credit score, it's paying your debt on time. Even if it's a minimum payment, guys, you got to make sure that you make those payments on time, because that is going to be one of the most important determining factors in your credit score. OK, so whatever you do, man, at least make the minimum payment. Do not sit there and let stuff go into collections. Once things go into collections, that's when your credit score drops off precipitously. And let's say, for example, you forget to pay your loans, right? That's on you. However, there's something called auto pay. Auto pay gives you the option to say, you know what? In case I forget that to pay that loan, I put on auto pay so I don't forget. Because guys, you know, life happens, things, accidents happen, and you can't really think of it all the time. I mean, personally for me, bro, every time I had to, I had to pay that time of the month, I, I remember because I knew, I knew that my score was important. So my thing is, if you if you forget or you're gonna forget, put on auto pay. Cool. All right, we got some more chats here, and then we can get into some more of the uh, points. Yeah. Cool. Um, who's next? Bilal Remet says, thank you all for empowering men. I'm making six figures, but I feel like my job is uh, limiting me to become the best version of myself. Any suggestions? Um, so, bro, you need a job to pay your bills. That's first off. And then secondly, let's say, right, you want to become better, do have to work. Go to work first. That's eight hours right there. After work, what are you doing? Watching TV, eating crazy food, like... My thing is like, if you want to become better, definitely you got to pay your bills. But at the same time, in your free time, work on yourself, read books, you know, look at uh, videos on YouTube, also as well, investing yourself for maybe courses. The point is that like, if you want to put in the time, you can. But if you you don't if you don't want to, you, you won't. So, is what it is. Any thoughts on that? No, no, I'm good. Cool. Butcher says, "Hey FNF, thanks to you guys, I improved my credit score vastly. You guys have improved my life immensely. However, I would love to know what's the best traveler card today. Much love, FNF." Uh, what would you say? Uh, there's a couple. Uh, Amex Platinum, the Capital One Venture is good. Um, you can get the um, the, the uh, damn. What is it? Is it Sapphire? Yeah, Chase Sapphire. Yeah, Chase Sapphire. I don't use them. I use I use Amex for the Capital One Venture personally. Shout out to Chase. Yeah, uh, but we have an episode on travel credit cards. We'll probably do an updated one for you guys in 2022 or 2023 in the beginning of the new year. But um, those are some really good travel cards. The Venture is probably one of the better ones that has a low annual fee, um, and they have a. They have a more a better Capital One Venture travel card that costs money, and then they have one that also doesn't cost money. So uh, that's a good starter travel credit card that gives you all the benefits. Cool. Richie Society says, especially when getting a security clearance. Yeah. Guys, even for, for uh, jobs, like even for uh, the feds, right? You yeah. need a good credit score. Yeah. They won't give you a clearance if your credit score sucks because you're more susceptible to corruption. Damn. Mr. B. Snorkel says, between working 50 hours a week and every second of my time going into my business outside of work, I don't have time to run letters game. Who can actually hit up to fix my credit and uh, repairs? Honestly, bro, I personally don't don't like credit repair companies just because like you can do it yourself. You said you don't have time, but you can make time for it. Uh, who to hit up though? I really don't know personally, but I don't recommend it just because you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes and also as well like you're giving them your information, so it could be kind of shaky. Amen says difference between credit card and line of credit. So credit card basically is a card you can use to um, you know get money in advance. However, a line of credit means it's pretty much, uh, I want to say, revolving. So you could pay it back and then get another line of credit uh, on that. So, for example, let's say I borrow a loan for like a loan or line of credit for like 5K, right? I could pay it off and then get it again. So it's pretty much like that. Cool. Uh, L-Series says, shout out to FNF Pod. Y'all the only podcast out there that promotes masculinity. Keep up the good work. 
Shout out to you, bro. Facts. JS says, Fair Isaac Corporation, FICO, the largest and best known for several companies that provide software for calculating a person's credit score. Hey, guys, you're being judged by your score, whether you know it, whether you know it or not. So my thing is have a high score so you can win at life. Um, Michael Tristan says, top G meets top Jew. Yes or yes? 500 bucks. Damn. Shout out to you, Mike. Hey. Appreciate that. Zafron says, my credit score has been hovering around 775 for the last six months. I want to hit at least 800 ASAP. What do I need to do to raise my score? I'm 24 in case age is relevant. Bro, that's a pretty good score. Now, mainly, right, guys, uh, history is going to be very important. So, for example, luckily for me, on my credit score, uh, my mom had a card for me when I was younger that was still open. So, the, the length of history was so long that when I came to America um, for the first time, that length of, the, the history was still there and that added to my uh, high score. So you might be new to the game and you might have a nice score, but you need length now or like a period of time to get that high score. So it may, be, it may be length for you. I'm not sure what it is, but that might be the factor causing you not to get that 850 or 800 or, or higher. Anna says, when it comes to bimbo behavior, are Sneeko and DJ, I can't spell academics. <laughs> yeah, you can't spell it. All of a sudden, the exception to the rule because y'all are are their friends. Define what is bimbo behavior exactly? Yeah, that they displayed. Like, come on, man. What are you saying? Juan says, Myron, everything okay, bro? No, no first message, guys. Don't worry about it, man. Crinky says, shout to you. Crinky says, I'm 19 with a 750 credit score. I want to buy a duplex or triplex in Florida in the next year or two. Do you recommend I raise my score to 800 before I buy a property? Oh uh, no. You don't, no, you don't need your you don't need to be an 800 credit score to start securing real estate guys once you get to into the 740 range like you're good like just start just start acquiring assets you, you know it, at that point you're start you're just start trying to get you know vanity metrics of oh I got an 800 credit score like that's something that you should work towards but it shouldn't stop you from like procuring property you know once you hit 740 or above you're pretty much in the excellent credit territory yeah to be fair the 800 plus is like a vanity number you don't really need it because 740 and up, they give you whatever you want at the best rate. So, uh, yeah, Kafara says, shout to Viking in the back. Shout to you. Uh, True, True says, although it would be financially easier to pay off the smaller loans, it would actually be funny, smarter to pay off the larger loans versus opposed to smaller ones. I mean, you could do it either way, bro, but we're just saying most people want to see how that confidence build up. So, if you pay the smaller ones first, build up confidence, and then from there, I want to pay off more. But if you can do it backwards, oh, kudos to you, bro. Um, and then he says again, the reason is, is because the larger loans generate more interest due to the higher balance. And so if you focus on paying off the smaller ones, then the larger ones will be paying more money in the long run. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, honestly, it's up to you, though. You got to remember also, dude, that like a lot of people like don't have a lot of mental toughness and tenacity. So for them, they need to have small wins so that they can feel that they can tackle the big wins. So paying off smaller debts in the beginning it um, helps create some momentum and lets them know that, okay, I can do this. You know, not everyone has the financial discipline and temperance to be able to sit there in the long run and be able to pay off debt long-term. So having the small loans be knocked out in the beginning might give them the confidence to go ahead and tack the bigger loan. So, you you know, remember th that's Dave Ramsey advice and Dave Ramsey makes advice for 99% of Americans that have uh, terrible spending issues. So you just got to remember that as well. And not to mention guys, just because the number is bigger doesn't mean the rate is higher. So for example, a car loan, lower interest rate because it's a car loan but it's a higher amount but it doesn't mean you should pay it off first so it depends on the rate itself not really the uh, amount that you owe if that makes sense all right and is that the last track chris nope michael yeah, said 3k watching up. get the likes up guys yeah get the likes up guys um all right we're good that's it cool all right and then number four is so you want to mix up your credit types so i mentioned earlier having multiple types of credit for example car loans uh, mortgages or even credit cards. And it's because they want to see diversity. So your score is going to determine how likely, likely you are to pay back a loan. So in this case, they want to see you're able to pay back a car loan, a house loan, and at least a credit card. Because once they see diversity, now they know, okay, cool. This, this borrower, if we give them the money, can pay multiple types of loans, and the trust is there. Because guys, all the scores is basically saying, you know what? We trust that your prior behavior will allow us to give you a loan. And that could be for anything. But if you can diversify it, have multiple types of, of uh, lines of credit, then you can actually get uh, better benefits. Now, when I was in America for the first time, I could have bought car cash. For 2K, I could have bought the car um, and, you know, uh, have that as my car already paid off. <coughs> but I said to myself, 
hold on a second. If I use my money that I saved up to buy this car now in cash, my credit score is still kind of low. So what I did was I said, cool, I have the money to pay it off, but I'm actually going to borrow half the money to pay the car off. Because I wanted to show I got a, a, one, a car loan, and then two, I can pay it off. So just having that extra money uh, there and then paying off that, that uh, car loan, guess what? Now on my credit score, I have a paid off car that I paid off in six months and it was good to go. So I would just say, guys, if you can, if you can actually like mix it up, get a credit card, get a car loan, um, maybe even a mortgage. But I'm just saying this to say as well, don't get don't get stuff that, that you don't need. If you need it, great. But don't do it on purpose because you just want to say you, you, you have to, um, different uh, types of credit. Get what, get what you actually need. And then from there, you can actually have that um, diversity. Yeah, um, having different types of credit, guys, is imperative because um, it shows responsibility in different types of asset classes. So whether it's, you know, having a traditional credit card, having a home loan, having a car loan, uh, it helps. And then in the case of having certain car loans, it might help you with procuring certain types of vehicles. But I would say, you know, we tell you guys all the time, typically you don't want to be paying a car note. You really want to avoid doing that unless like you have some kind of business and you're able to write that vehicle off. Um, but in general, it does show um, that you're a diversified borrower and that you are cre- you're trustable. Basically, you're a trusted individual that they can lend money to you on based on regardless of what asset class you're using the the loan to purchase. So, um, yeah, so it's it's very important to be diversified. Obviously, you start with credit cards, work your way up, and use that you know to get a home loan in the future and or a car loan. And if you can't get a credit card at first, you gotta get you can get, you can get a secure card. And then also time of credit is very also important as well. So like for the guy earlier that said I'm 24 and I got a 775, how about I push it up? Sometimes you might not be able to push it up because you just simply don't have enough credit history that's long enough to get you into that 800. Fact. So that's another uh, component as well when it comes into your credit score is length of time of credit history. I recommend if you're a father of your children, open up now a credit a history for them. For example, a credit card, if you can, in your name, just add them to your account. Because what happens is at that point, when they get older now, to like 18, 19, when they, get, they got their own stuff, they have a history already made up. So now when they apply these, these points here and have a good history, now guess what? That score that would have been like maybe 720 is now uh, 780, 800, because the history is there along with the, with the good points of paying back their loans, good to go. All right. And then the last point here, guys, is going to be become an authorized user of someone else's account. So... This is kind of a cheat code here because most people overlook this point, but it's very important. So once again, when I first came to America, my aunt sent me down and said, hey, Walter, you're not in Barbados anymore. You're in America. And this runs on, on credit. Credit is going to determine where you live, where you drive, who you work for, so on and so on. So our family is well endowed for credit because we work on it every day. We look at it. We check it. And when I say my side of the family here in the States that works on credit, they're meticulous. Every day they're checking their score. It's crazy. They're like, ah, what's your score? What's my score? They're also having like a, like a, a low competition. But it's funny because that right there allows them to have like nice houses, you know, nice cars, a nice lifestyle. And once again, guys, to travel. My aunt, bro, travels like three times a year and it's all paid for on a credit card. Like the hotels, the, the flight. And I'm like, damn, like how are you traveling all this time? Well, <laughs> uh, nephew is paid for because I've worked on my credit and I use everything with my credit card. So everything they do regarding actual like buying gas, buying food, buying uh, you know business uh, s- supplies is all from their credit card. But those points that they get can be applied to whatever. So I'd say that to say, if you can find a family member, a friend, business partner has a good score, and they are willing to trust you enough to put you on their credit card or credit history with a good uh, setup, you can pretty much like propel yourself to the top because once again, guys, I had a zero score when I came here for the most part, right? I just had a credit card my mom opened up, but it was pretty much like a very low score. So at that point, hopping onto my aunt's credit credit uh, history, mind you, I didn't spend any money on her car. I just she, just, she just put my name on it. I pretty much uh, had it there in my wallet, but I never touched it. All the respect for her. I don't I don't mess up her score, but respectfully, I had it on me at all times. Now, when I was done, and she, she took me off, I went from like, I think I was like, at, like what? Uh, 320 to like 690. So guys, that huge jump along with her paying on time and being on it for less than a year gave me a big spike in my credit score. So once again, guys, if someone's in your life that you trust, they, they, either your parents, aunt, uncle, or business member that, that trusts you as well, hop on their, their uh, line because guess what? If, you, if they pay on time all the time and they have a high score, you win too. So why not? And it's simple.
Yeah, becoming an authorized user is one of the hacks to go ahead and get your credit score, you know, up from a <laughs> think of it as like kind of like taking some rare candies and just getting into the game early. So um, the thing is, I always say, guys, you should become an authorized user on someone else's account, especially when you're first starting up. But you should never necessarily allow someone to be an authorized user on your account. And the reason why is because people unless they're extremely trustworthy, but most people are not trustworthy with finances and credit in general. So. The best way to move on this is you want to be the guy that is, you know, using some leveraging someone else's credit to get your credit score up um, so you can use it to your advantage. Then eventually get off their eventually get off their credit line. So um, but being an authorized user is by far one of the best ways to get initiated in the credit game and go ahead and get your credit score up. So you get yourself to a respectable level where you can start to, you know, apply for your own credit cards, apply for your own loans, etc. And someone might say, wait, fresh and Myron, my mom would never let me near a card. Like, how is this going to work? Here's how you play it, right? Mom, dad, I want to get my credit score on point. I want to start early. But you know what? Since you don't trust me that well, keep the card. Just put me, put my name on your, on your line. And once this is all done, I get a better score. I'll take out to lunch, you know, maybe dinner, yada, yada. But you want to make sure that, like, they can trust that you won't mess them up. Because, guys, once again, if you're a person of integrity, a person of value, you, you wouldn't want your score messed up either. And... For example, some of you guys have bad spending habits. So if you get that card and you have all that power without how to manage money, you, you, might, you might mess it up. So my thing is, if you can, say, hey, mom and dad, you keep the card. I'll just be here chilling. You know, I'll pay you back when I can, maybe from dinner, flight, whatever you want to do. And that might make them a little bit more like, I guess, like ease. Because once again, guys, if you mess up their credit score, they'll be pissed. So that's very important. All right. We got some more chats here. All right. Any more points? No. All right, Broke from Smoke says, yes, Myron, that's literally the best advice. Small victories are better than big ones, long-term. All right, Jaquan Acosta says, fast track good credit is to have someone with good credit put you in their credit card, like, like we just said. Time to replace the Don DeMarco with, shout out to Don the Tate, shout out to you. All right, Danger says, hey, FNF, I recently just got, got a secure card of $200 deposit and my score is 660. How soon can I start renting a small studio apartment? Um, it depends on the landlord and what they... um." have as requirements. Most people that are regular, just landlords, they don't really care about a score too much. But if it's a company, they probably will care and check. So it depends on the actual like a uh, landlord themselves. Um, what do you think? Uh, no, I here, I'm just writing down some, okay. some stuff. Yeah, uh, you, you got it. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you, as long as your credit score is somewhere above a 720, you should get accepted into any uh, apartment that you apply for. Yeah. A black sponsor says, would it be better to use my money to pay off a loan first or use it to invest the returns on investment? Is higher than the interest rate on the loan, bro. That's a, a, a long, long-lasting debate because most people say pay off the, the loan first, or they say, for example, invest the money. My thing is run the numbers. If the if the rate is too too high, where it's gonna hurt you, then definitely pay off the loan first. But if you could wait and it's a low interest rate for that debt, and the investment makes more money for you in the long term, then go ahead. But my thing is run the numbers first. And then from there, decide what it you want to do. It also depends on what kind of debt it is, dude. If it's a home loan, don't yeah. pay that shit off. Like, especially if you got tenants in there paying for it, paying sure. it for you. Like, there's a difference between good debt and bad debt. Good debt is debt that you're basically getting typically through real estate, where you went into debt to acquire an asset that pays you back money. Okay. And then bad debt is consumer debt, you know, buying clothes, buying shoes, buying stupid shit like that that doesn't pay you back. So it depends on what you have. So we don't know what type of loan you're talking about, but if, like, for example, if you had a home loan, 30-year fixed at a good interest rate, and you're cash flowing on the house, I would tell you, fuck no, don't make any extra payments. Go ahead and let the tenant pay that off for you, and you can hold it all day. You know, that's the whole that's the whole purpose of getting a loan in the first place is using the bank's money to acquire an asset, make some money in the process, and having the tenant pay it off for you, and arbitrarily, you know, increasing your um your net worth as well as uh, letting the house appreciate over time and letting the work be done for you, thanks to Father Time. So. Yeah, dude, like, no, it depends on what type of loan you have. But if you have consumer debt with high interest rates, like credit cards that go between 17 all the way to 30% on some of these goddamn cards, yeah, you need to, to tackle that first. Yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, my family's watching right now, the podcast. Oh, nice. They're like, good tips on giving my aunt props for the credit uh, card. Shout out to all watching, man, uh, family at home. Okay, cool. We have Anna Rodriguez says, well, last time I checked, if any other female showed up late, man, I'm not going to read this, bro. It's whatever. Cartel says, Where's the? Yeah, I'll, I'll correct this dumb bitch. Listen, when when a homeless person right asks you for money, you're inclined to say no, correct? And the reason is because you don't know that individual and you don't know what they're gonna do with the money. You're more inclined to say no. If your friend asks you for money, you're gonna at least give it a second thought and say, "Yo, maybe maybe I should lend it to him. He's a friend of mine, etc." So, what I'm saying is that you're gonna treat your friends 
differently than you trust people that you don't necessarily know. Okay, people have added value to your life. They've made your life better. They've helped you out when others didn't. So therefore, they get certain types of privileges and passes that you wouldn't necessarily afford to other people. So you trying to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, you should be treating them the same as the girls that come on the show, blah, blah, blah. We don't know those chicks. So how do you sound right now? Like, you got to use a little bit of common sense, which I guess isn't common nowadays anymore. <laughs> Incredible. Sad. King Life, I don't I don't know what you said, bro, but it got deleted. So yep. it must be crazy. Uh, Cardell says, where's the high energy, Myron? There's only 3K watching because Fred is leading the show. We need the energy back for after hours. No, we're fine. <laughs> Uh, Two True says, tonight's podcast is important because people generally lose all hope when the credit is bad. They are providing this advice is giving people confidence. Yeah, we got you, bro. Caesar says, would financing a motorcycle at 21 be a smart move to boost up my 710 score or not? Honestly, bro, like I made that mistake when I was uh, younger as well. So I actually had a point to either invest in real estate or buy motorcycle. And all the dumb stuff you could do possibly I did, guys. And I got a motorcycle when I shouldn't have. So when I got that motorcycle, I used a personal loan to finance that motorcycle to get, get that uh, vehicle. And what happened was, when, when I did that, one, I had to pay it back by a high interest rate. And the money I, I, I spent doing that, I could have invested the money elsewhere, and it was dumb. So I would say, don't do it. Um, get, some, get something that you actually need, like a car, if anything. Um, just from, from, from my advice. Nick says, can you talk about getting the car under your business, pros and cons? That, my friend, is going to uh, require business credit, which is different from, from personal. I mean, we could do an episode on that. Yeah. Business. I mean, it's just going to give you an awesome tax write-off if you have a business. It's and just got to be 6,000 pounds or above. If you lease it as well, you yeah. get to write, write off that uh, full amount yeah. every month. Uh, he says as well, the trust for authorized users is definitely a two-way street. Yeah, bro. You're... <laughs> I'm telling you not to do it. You should use it for other people, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't make people authorized users on my account unless you know them and you know that they're financially responsible and they have a similar credit score to yourself. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying use it for other people, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do it myself because that can put you in a very bad predicament. The worst part is if you do it for like a girlfriend or like a crazy ex, exactly. bro, you're screwed because yep. you don't know what they're going to do. And that's your credit history on the line. So be very extra careful who you put on that because if it's somebody that's going to mess you up, then you're screwed, bro. So you better either keep that card or watch who you're giving that car to because not many people are stuck paying a car note, dude, for a car that they don't even drive or whatever because Facts. they made the foolish, you know, mistake of co-signing and or being, you know, allowing someone to be an authorized user. Like, nah, man, fuck that. So I'm get a little personal here, man. So you guys know what I'm telling you from, from actually from, from experience. So I made so many mistakes coming up in the credit game, right? I did this, for example, with my ex-wife. I got a car for her, right? Luckily, it was still, still under my name. And <laughs> screw you, bro. Luckily, it was still under my name, right? But, you know, she was making the payments. And what happened was, when we, we split apart, I said, yo, keep the car, but, but make the payments. So over time, she was making the payments. It was so cool, whatever. But then she got a boyfriend, and all of a sudden, the payments started slowing down. And I'm like, damn, that's my history on, on the line. What do I do? Because I got to, you know, pay for this car. So I said, hey, maybe this parking lot and give me the car back. Because if I'm going to pay for this car, I need it in my possession. So luckily, uh, she was cool about it. She brought it back. But what if she wasn't cool at all and just like said, screw you, I'm going to keep the car and then make any payments? Well, because I put myself in that scenario, I got to pay it because if I don't pay it, it's going to affect my, my credit score. And that messed me up. So I recommend, guys, if you can, don't buy no car for no girl under your credit. Don't do no dumb stuff. Make sure it's somebody you trust, like a family member that actually helped you out as well. Because if that happens where you have to actually put your, your life on the line for them, you might lose. So just be very careful. All right. We have as well, uh, apologetically funny. It says, I recently found that my credit score is 730. Somehow, my friend, you should know. Either credit karma or FICO score, you need to know firsthand. And now he says, I've only been paying my car loan for a year and I've been on my mom's credit for four months. Is credit supposed to build this fast or am I missing something? Guys, cheat code. Get on someone's credit that has good credit history, they'll boost you up a lot. So, yeah, it's just like a speed hack. If you can literally get on someone's credit that's, that's doing pretty good, you're going to win as well. Grease Junkie says, I voice for someone with zero credit score. Thanks, guys. Yeah, guys, all these steps here. If you got a zero score, bro, 100%. Know your score. If you know zero, perfect. Now, acquire different types of debt, for example, car, credit card, um, maybe mortgage if you can afford it. But my thing is, only get what you can afford or what you actually need, right? And then just pay it off on time. So every every month that we, we get the bills from our credit cards, guys, we pay it off. So pretty much we 
use the card for like gas, food, uh, maybe paying some bills if you can. And once that's and in a month or the due date is due, we pay it off in full and then do it again. So that's how you build up, my friend. And then time, of course, will tell as well because time itself, once you get more time, like one year, two year, three or four or five years, you move on forward. The more time you have paying your, your uh, down, the more they're going to trust you and increase your score as well. Uh, TTM Elijah says, my credit card started two months ago and it's at 642. Sorry, my, my credit score. I'm new to credit world. Is this good starting? I would assume. Well, that's awesome. Two months in at 642. That's pretty good. Yeah, you got to get up above 700 though. Yeah, but for two months, that's not bad. Yeah, work on getting to 720. Yeah. Don't Lose Your Way says, get Sam Hyde on the podcast. He called out Lasana B to box him. And he's literally crying about him name being mentioned on stream now. I don't know who that is. Who's Sam Hyde? Uh, I think he's a guy that debated him in the past. Um, conservative guy. I, I don't know too much about him, so I, I won't speak anymore. But I, I think that's who, what he does. Um, <clears throat> that's tough. All right. Cool. We got some more chats here. Uh, last one. That's the last one. That's it? Yep. Cool. So that pretty much covers everything. We'll do like a small recap here. So number one is know your score regularly. So you should have either Credit Karma, FICO.com, or one of the main uh, credit companies you can monitor your score at. Number two is pay down your debt on time. So once again, guys, you got debt you, you didn't pay off. It's going to affect you. So pay it off on time when you can. Um, once again, you have to know what you're paying down first, first of all. And some of these may be in collection. So that's very important as well. And then if you might forget to pay, to, pay down your debt, set up auto pay. So at least if you forget to say, hey, you know what? Here's my payment. It'll be taken out from your account automatically. Number three is choose wisely what debt you acquire. So this, in this includes personal loans, credit cards. Guys, personal debt for the most part is bad. Now, once you can manage it properly, you're good. But we recommend having business debt. But for most people, personal debt is, is where you start. So I'm going to say off rip, only get what you need. You don't need a motorcycle. You don't need, you know, uh, dumb personal loans. All you need basically is a credit card, maybe maybe for like shopping and for food, and maybe a car at max, right? Anything more than that is kind of like unnecessary. Number four, for example, is mix up your credit types. For example, mortgages, auto loans, credit cards, like we said earlier, because you want to have multiple uh, types of credit on your history. And number five says, become an authorized user on someone else's account. So for example, your mom, your dad, your auntie, your uncle, most of these people are going to help you for the most part. If they don't, Maybe a business partner or a friend that you trust. But my thing is, guys, if you do this technique, make sure you don't mess them up because they're trusting you a lot with their credit history. So that's very important. Uh, anything you want to add? Yeah, I mean, if you have these five things in place, guys, it's going to shoot up your credit score hundreds of points, man. So these are just some basic things. Are there more things that you could potentially do? Of course, there's always more things that you can do. But keeping things nice and simple here, you know, in the government, and we always just say, call it KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, this will help you immensely. So, yeah, man, those are some basic foundational stuff that you guys can take into your repertoire. And guys, learn from our mistakes, man. Like, I made a bunch of mistakes for credit. For example, like I said before, getting a motorcycle on personal loan, getting um, giving my ex-wife my car under my name. Like, if you can avoid these things, guys, I'm telling you right now, you'll be way ahead of me. All right? We got some, uh, another chat here, Chris? Yep, last one. Uh, he says, uh, Pelotero says, I'm 33, about to pay off my mortgage in full in February. Any advice on what steps to take if I want to invest in real estate to build passive income? Should I do a HELOC or traditional mortgage on investment property? Uh, so he wants to know advice and steps to take to invest in real estate, build passive income. So you're, you're about to pay off your mortgage. So, I mean, HELOC or cash out refinance, you think? Always HELOC if you can do it. So HELOC, my but, friend. I mean, this, the question is kind of segmented, though. Uh, if I want to invest in real estate to build passive income, should I do a HELOC or traditional mortgage on the investment property? The only way you're going to be able to do a HELOC is you have to have a property. You know what I mean? You need to have some. So when you pay your home off, what I would do is this, if I'm in your, in your shoes. If, if it's your personal home, right, and you pay that home off and you're with, with, with the last mortgage payment, which what I would do is I would secure a home equity line of credit, aka HELOC on that home, especially if you live in it. Because if you live in it, it's going to be way easier to get a HELOC. But if you don't live in it, then it's going to be difficult. Getting a HELOC on an investment property is far more difficult than getting it on a property that you actually reside in. So once that thing is paid off, put it to work. Put a line of credit on it and use that to procure uh, properties. And the reason why you want to do that versus the cash out refinance, unless the interest rate you got before was really high, mm. is because you want to be able to have access to that money. The problem with the cash out refinance is once you pull that money out, you need to spend it. You know, And with the way the interest rates are right now, we're damn near almost 8%. 
if you want to go, you're probably not going to get a, uh, a that great of an interest rate doing a cash out refinance. So a HELOC is definitely a way to go in today's climate. Oh, well said. Highlight Knight says, uh, 14 Canadian, shout out to you. Michaelo says, from Canada, any advice on becoming a resident of Florida? I'm traveling to work in the adult industry. I need residency for another reason, not work permit. My friend, I have no idea, bro. All you need is proof of address, bro. And they, they, most states want you to go ahead and change your residency within a year anyway. I know Texas is real strict about that shit. So um, you just need a proof of address and you could probably get a license. Justin says, what if I hop on someone's credit history with a 760 plus score and 10 years plus when I already have 33 plus years myself and 730 score, will my credit go up? It, it will go up, bro, because once again, guys, length of credit is very important. So they have 10 years, you only have three years. So think about that. Um, so yeah, I would do it, bro. I'll do it. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, you're already, you're already high, bro. I mean, that's kind of a waste of your time. Like I wouldn't, you know, now you're, now you're basically, you start to get to a point of diminishing returns. Once you're at a 760, you want to be on someone else else's line. You know, you're going to get approved for most things and get a very favorable rate. Once you're at a 760, you can do it if you want. Like I said before, it's a vanity metric, but you know, you're probably better off just, you know, working on your own credit at that point, but it comes down to you and personal decisions. I look at it as like a video game. You buy weapons, right? You mm -hmm. plus them up to like plus ten, plus fifteen. Let's say plus, plus the max is plus twenty. Just, just for bragging rights, I want to say, you know what? My score is this, this amount. It's bragging rights, but hey, you know what? I worked on it. I level up my score, so it works out. Yeah. I want to say one more thing before we end, though. So, so, so somebody asks me all the time in the chat, or for example, on DMs, you say, "You're fresh. How do you afford these cars? How do you afford this lifestyle?" Just so you know, guys, it's all built on credit, and it's because I understand. The power and leverage credit has. So this means the Lambos I have, by the way, I just sold one, by the way, I made a profit. So I drove the car for eight months and made a 5K profit on my car. Um, mind you, drove the car for eight months, they pay any, any that, that damages to the car, sold the car, made 5K. So that's pretty good. And then also as well, lifestyle. Guys, you travel all the time. If you uh, eat out, if you have fun, if you have clients, use a credit card. You might as well. And if you can do that, you get points. So I mentioned earlier, my family travels pretty much all the time on their points and they save their money, they invest it, but the money they make from their points is spent on their business, the gifts for travel. I say all I have to say, guys, if you want to enjoy life on other people's money and on time as well, use credit. It's going to help you a lot. Cool. Um, these last, last two here. Highlight Knight says, hey guys, I'm 18. I just started working. I got myself a credit card. I have a few thousand dollars, but I don't know what I should get into with it. Any advice you can give to me? You invest in yourself, bro. I mean, that's that's good that you have money uh, saved on a credit card, but like, figure out what you want to do and invest in that. What say you? Uh, do, do we have a sound issue? No. The next. Oh, okay. Next, no. The next, yeah. All right. Um, oh, wait, Mo, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, Mo's good. All right, next. We'll put something more. Okay, no, no, yeah. Um, Mo's signaling yeah, to me something, uh, I thought. Okay. Um, yeah, no, man. I, uh, invest in yourself. Invest in real estate. Depends on how much money you have saved. That dictates everything, bro. So I don't know how much you have exactly, um, but you know, definitely invest in yourself. Whether that's starting a business so that you can create more cash flow to go ahead and actually buy bigger assets like real estate, etc. And then uh, go ahead. You had this one, Luna Classic one. Yeah, uh, he says here, uh, five fifty with four credit cards. Do I need to get my, on my mom's line? If you can, brother, do it. I, I would say though, four credit cards and five fifty. Are you paying? Well. Once again, guys, you, you might have a lot of cards, but like if you're more than 30% uh, usage of that card, it's bad because you want to be below 30%. So that might also be missing payments. Why so low? Or you're missing payments. Low. Yeah, that's really low, 100%. bro. Uh, TTM says, this was my first loan for 10.5K. So that's why I asked. Okay, that's fine. Cedra says, hey, Myron, I'm 21, got my real estate license. Should I work for a real estate company or keep my nine to five job? I slowly work my way up. work for yeah, no, keep your nine to five job all the time. Guys, don't go into entrepreneurship if you have a, re a regular job until you're making at least 1.5 to two times as much money from a regular job. That way, and you have six months to a year of savings. That way you can comfortably walk away from your job and, you know, because 80 to 90% of businesses fail their fast their first year. So you want to make sure that you have, you know, a very good stable ground of um, resources at your disposal should you have a, a hard month or two of getting your business started up. But you typically want to create that business in tandem while you work your nine to five so that you can go ahead and smoothly transition into that entrepreneur venture. All right. All right. Last two. Garrett Baker says, WFNF, I'm 23 in Houston. 
in a dead end nine to five? Is becoming a real estate agent a good avenue to get into real estate investing while getting out of a bad job? Also, is 740 plus good for my age? Average stats are too general. Um, so he wants to know if becoming a real estate agent will help him get into real estate. I mean, it could, but for the most part, you're going to send it like your job is going to just mainly pay your bills. If you want to do real estate, get a good paying job because you can get money to invest into real estate. Um, so that, that's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's it, being a real estate agent. I mean, it's a good way to get your foot in the door, but there's a lot of real estate agents that don't know shit about real estate investing. It's two different skill sets. Or don't make any money. Yeah. Because, guys, you got to be able to sell, network, and also be on point. So it's not an easy job. Yeah. Um, we have Dingo Tech says, is there any issue if one of your credit score is higher than the other? My experience credit score is much higher than my TransUnion and Equifax credit scores. Yes. So this is important because each uh, bureau reports differently. So you may have a lingering, uh, uh, I want to say, account that's not even showing off paid off or maybe like it's delinquent. And if that's not going to be uh, taken care of, you need to call them and say, hey, this is on my account. It should be taken care of. Uh, I've already paid it off. What's going on here? And they'll look at it, fix it right away. Because once again, they report at different times, so they may not have seen it right away. Just call them, let them know what, uh, what's up with it. And uh, Tishon Watson says, Myron, real quick before the night show, one way to shut down who's the leader statement from the girls is to say, whoever is expected to, to die when things get real is the leader. Okay. That's a good point, but they're going to say, uh, I'll die too. You, come on, man. You know how these girls say dumb shit like that. Like, I'll, I'll pick up a gun and fight as well. You know what I mean? Or I'll fight it. Like, bro, Nigga. you can't reasoning with, with some of these. You can't tricks, win, man. bro. Yeah, yeah I, I'd be happy to use that for you, but you'll see the ridiculousness of what they're going to say after. Uh, we should give them as well an update on the party, just just because you guys watch the whole show as yeah, well. Right. So, guys, uh, we're still having a one more party. Um, it's set for January 7th, but we might hit it sooner than that. So, I mean, uh, that's not for debate. But what I will say is, um, you know, we did open up some more spots for you guys for the lower tier, um, but each person will get a chance to get higher tiers as well. And that comes with, like, for example, celebrity photos, chilling with us in the booth, um, so on and so on. So it just depends on what you want to get at your current level. And then once again, if you can't afford it, we understand as well. We're going to have a free meetup. So you guys can tune in, come, come in with us, chill, have a great time. And then for my day ones, Discord, I've been with, been with us from the very beginning. Yeah, party's still going on. So shout out to y'all in the chat. All right, last three. Death Dealer says, I have two credit cards that I have to pay off. What strategy do I use to pay them off? I get paid every two weeks. Bro, snowball effect. Or if you want to, like my thing is guys, that itself should burn you. If you have debt, personal debt, it should burn you because, dude, you're not free. You're pay- you owe somebody money. At that point, bro, how do you pay it off as soon as possible? Now, if I, if I, if I were you, bro, I'll pay double. So, for example, I'll pay uh, one, pay- one, one payment uh, two weeks. Next two weeks, I'll pay another payment as well. That's just me, though. I don't know what you can, what you can handle, but that's why I would do it to pay it off faster. Bam. No, it's good. Cool. Uh, Millennial Currency says, I have a HELOC... Should I use it to pay off a few credit cards at lower rate or pay them separately? Ooh. You want to handle that one, Helox? Um, it depends on uh the I mean, yeah, do it if if you're if the credit uh, credit cards are starting to get out of control and those interest rates are starting to really beat you up, then then do it. But it shouldn't be a significant amount of money that you have on your HELOC and be ready to replenish that money back into your HELOC and pay it back as soon as possible. But it really comes down to, you know, figuring out the numbers and seeing if it's beneficial. But more than likely, those credit card interest rates are extremely high and that's going to fuck you up. So, yeah. Haiti Report says, Sup, Myron. Plan on getting my CDL soon. Is that a good start to invest in real estate, vending machines? I need some advice. Well, a CDL is to become a commercial driver. So, I mean, if you're going to use that to, you know, do some type of job that's going to allow you to make money from being essentially a professional commercial driver, then yeah. But um, as far as like the CDL being directly involved in you investing in real estate, no, it's kind of useless. It's the same concept of people thinking that me being a real estate agent, is that going to make me uh, a real estate investor? No, being a real estate investor versus a real estate agent are two different things. So if you're going to use that CDL, to you know generate cash flow so that you can have that money to go ahead and invest in real estate then yeah fantastic but it's not necessarily directly tied if that makes sense you're going to use the cdl to make money which then you can invest all right Tomar walker says january 7th that's my birthday you know i gotta be there shout out to you man all right cool um so guys we got a show tonight with some ladies um i know you don't know what's coming but i got a surprise for you um but yeah uh, guys great show man hope this helped you a lot for your credit score and once again guys remember 
Credit is important. Use, use it to your advantage. Make sure you understand it and win at life. All right. Catch you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.